Come on. Welcome to Money Savage, a savage approach to personal finance. This is George Grumbacher, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Kelly Herb. Kelly, are you ready to do this? I am. Excellent. Let's do this. Kelly, also known as Tax Girl, is the managing shareholder at the Herb Law Firm. She's the top writer at Tax Girl, a senior editor and tax writer at Forbes, as well as an avid coffee drinker, cupcake baker, dirt lover, sports mom. She's also a returning guest to the Money Savage podcast. I'm excited to have you back on, Kelly. I already told people a little bit about your personal life, but tell us a little bit more and then some more about your work and why you do what you do. Well, as you mentioned, I'm a tax attorney and a tax writer. Um, I actually really enjoy the the tax writing bit because I do think a lot of the tax concepts are really complicated. And I think it's important for people to understand what they mean, not only as it applies to their own tax uh, picture, but the bigger picture like corporations. So um, I really enjoy being able to break those concepts down and make them conversation pieces because I do think these are discussions we should be having. Yeah, I appreciate that very much. So much of, of finance and tax is very confusing and therefore intimidating, so it's important to be able to break it down. So I think that what you're doing is creates a, immense value. Um, I saw a, uh, I don't know if it was a tweet or a soundbite from um, Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez talking about how Amazon doesn't pay taxes, and I thought, you know what? I bet people are as confused as I am. I'm going to ask Kelly to come on and sort of give us a rundown and breakdown what taxes Amazon does pay or doesn't pay, just so people have a good, clear understanding of that. So, but maybe a good jumping off point would just be, it seems like the tax code is is voluminous and confusing. What was, why is that? <laughs> um, well, I think that the reason actually is going to be something we're going to talk about later, which is, everybody wants to pay less in taxes, right? So everybody says they want the tax code to be simple, but what they really are saying is that they want to pay fewer taxes. I mean, that's when you ask people what it is they hope to accomplish. Everybody thinks that somebody else is is getting a bigger break than they are. Um, so people want to, to pay less in taxes. And um, what's happened traditionally is that, you know, one person says, well, I, I think we should give a, a break for home ownership. So they introduce the home um, mortgage interest deduction. So you get a break for owning a house. Somebody else says, well, I think you should allow me to deduct my home office because I work from home. I don't go into um, a, a business. And so traditionally, not, not right now, but traditionally employees could do that. Um, so that's how the tax code gets bigger. It's we keep adding either a break, it's either a credit or a deduction, or we do what we've done recently, which is we try to make it more simple. Um, the, the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act was actually a quite large piece of legislation. And one of the things that stemmed from that is a lot of questions. And so then the IRS has had to issue guidance, um, either in the form of revenue rulings, which kind of become incorporated into to what we consider our um, our tax rules, or it's been individual guidance that's, that's been issued to taxpayers because it wasn't clear when Congress wrote the rules uh, what they meant or how they were to be carried out. So that's how it gets bigger. You know, we, we say that we're going to change one thing. Let's give small businesses a tax break. So they 
Um, they come up with Section 199A that got a lot of play this year and last year about how that's going to help pass-throughs and small businesses. But it was a really complicated section of the tax code, and it continues to be. The IRS is still um, issuing guidance on it. So that's how it becomes complicated. We take something and, um, you know, again, everybody says, well, why can't we just cut rates? Well, if you cut rates, then that it introduces more questions. You know, who are you cutting rates for? Should it be corporations? Should it be individuals? What about people who are individual taxpayers who file a Schedule C? Um, they're business owners, too. So it just gets more complicated from there. Yeah, that certainly makes sense, um, I guess. I guess my, my, my Pollyanna view thought that there was some really wise human being that had a vision in mind for what the thing was supposed to look like, and you kind of add to it. But probably what it was was just no real plan, just people piling on stuff as they sort of wanted it, and not necessarily cleaning up mistakes. And Anyway, so it's just... Sure. I mean, if, yeah, if you go back to um, look at the first income tax tax returns, for example, they were really small. You, even though we joke about the tax, um, the the postcard size tax returns now, we have with the latest legislation they introduced six new numbered schedules, hmm. um, just for that postcard size tax return. So in addition to the ones we know, schedules A, B, C, those we now have schedules one through six as well. So yeah, it it, it started out I think with the idea that you know this is what our tax code is going to look like, but as we make changes, um, we keep making it bigger. Got it. All right. So to get into, I don't want to call them traditional, but I imagine that there are a handful of taxes that that most corporations have to pay or are supposed to pay. Um, federal income taxes, estimated income, t- estimated taxes, employment tax, excise taxes, and state taxes. I don't know if I left some off or added too many. Oh, there's tons. Okay. Sales taxes, <laughs> property taxes. Yeah, there's lots. Okay. So the majority of companies are they they fall under the purview of these taxes, and then it's just a matter of figuring out which ones they owe and which ones they don't, and various deductions, and that's why there's huge accounting firms that exist in the world. Exactly. <laughs> okay. And 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 I think that kind of what you're you when what you alluded to earlier is I think when people think about corporate taxes, they you know you tend to relate things to your own self. So when we think about individual income taxes, typically people only think about their their federal and their state income taxes, but we pay a lot of taxes too, like sales taxes and other taxes. We just pay them in different ways. So um, when we think about corporate taxes, you kind of want to get away from thinking about just what you pay, but think about the idea that there are lots of different kinds of taxes depending on the kind of work that the companies do and where they're located and what it is that they are selling or not. Are they a service corporation? Do they manufacture something? Are they a pass-through corporation where they're just taking um, you know, something and, and reselling it? Maybe they're a retailer. Got it. So it's a, a misnomer. Amazon does, in fact, they they are paying tax. Right. So it's easy to say they pay no tax. Um, they paid last year no federal corporate income tax. Um, that's still, I mean, they, they still made $5.6 billion. So that's still kind of shocking for folks. 
But it really is disingenuous to say they paid no taxes because they collected and paid other kinds of taxes. I mean, for example, they're a huge employer. Um, they they pay employee taxes as well. And you know that from your own W-2. When you look at it, you know, there's a there's a bit that you pay, the, the FICA taxes, Social Security and, and Medicare that you pay. But then there's the matching piece from the employer. And employers are also responsible for paying other kinds of taxes like unemployment taxes, state unemployment taxes. Um, and, and other taxes that, you know, maybe we don't see every day, so we don't think about it. And, and that's not to say, and I just want to kind of preface this conversation by saying that I'm not excusing or trying to make um, excuses for the idea that corporations pay less in tax. And it's not just Amazon. I mean, historically, you know, GE was heavily criticized for not paying tax for a few years Boeing, Verizon, there are a number of companies that don't pay federal income taxes in any given year. Um, and I don't want to I don't want to sound like I'm an apologist, but I do think it's worth noting that when you say no federal corporate income taxes, that you need to think, first of all, why for this year? Because you want to look at the bigger picture. You know, was it just an anomaly that they're not paying this year, but maybe they're not paying this year because of something that happened in a prior year? Or, you know, you also want to look at, not or, but I guess and, you also want to look at the other kinds of taxes that they might be responsible for paying or collecting and paying. And that includes things like, you know, Amazon has warehouses everywhere. And while they're very notorious for being very aggressive about um, trying to pay as little tax as possible on the state side, too, they are paying property taxes in those in those states and, and state income taxes and other tax. They, I believe, said on their state filings that in... Um, what was it? Uh, I don't have the number in front of me. Oh, here it is. They, they said that in state and international uh, global taxes, they paid $756 million. So, um, it, you know, again, to say they paid nothing, just want to clarify that that means no federal corporate income tax. Got it. Okay. So people do not realize all the different taxes they are, in fact, paying state taxes, local taxes, employment taxes, um, all these different taxes, and you just said that they paid almost a billion in, in, in state taxes. State and international combined, yeah. State and international, okay. Okay. And, and you also want to consider that, um, you know, something I mentioned earlier, that no, most of the time individuals don't have what we call carry-forwards or carry-backs, which is where you have something that happens in a tax year that you can't take advantage of all in one year, so you can either move it forward or carry it back. You can do that with a business if you if you are a, a business taxpayer as well as an individual, but businesses do this all the time. So when we talk about the fact that Amazon didn't pay any tax, they actually got um, they're expected to get a refund for this year. Same thing for last year. But when you start going back, not every year is the same. So for example, um, according to the Institute on Taxation and Economic Policy, who looked at the SEC filings, which is where most of this came from, by the way, when people start talking about what Amazon did or did not pay, Amazon doesn't announce what they pay in, in taxes. People are looking at their SEC filings to get this data. Um, but in 2014, their effective tax rate was 92%, um, according to their SEC filings. The next year it dropped down to 6%, then 10, and then they went negative. Again, you know, you, you have to look at what happened in those years that made that tax the way it is. And is this the result of a carry forward or a credit? And we can talk about some of the credits that they might be entitled to, but um, you, you do want to keep that in mind that sometimes we get fixated on one number or one tax year, and you want to look at that bigger picture and see, 
you know, what what is it that they did or did not um, that they did or not pay? And was it is it a pattern? Got it. All right. So. So I think that was a, a really important point for people to understand. It's not like Amazon is is releasing a press is issuing a press release saying, "Hey, we are uh, not paying any uh, corporate income tax this year, and we actually paid this much." It's people going and researching SEC filings and coming up with these numbers. If the federal government said, or the I guess the IRS said, "Wait a minute, Amazon, we think that you owe us more money." What would that process even look like? I'm thinking that that I don't know how many employees the IRS has, but I'm sure that Amazon and their legal department and their tax department must be massive in comparison. So how would they even begin to audit it? Well, it starts the same way as it would with you or me, um, that they will send them usually a letter and saying, here's what we're looking at and uh, give us some records. And actually, um, Facebook is, is kind of uh, famous or infamous, depending on which way you look at it, because they received one of those letters a few years ago and their answer was no. Um, you know, most of the time when when an individual gets a, a request for information from IRS, you get kind of nervous and you're like, yes, we're going to we're going to comply. Um, but actually, IRS does have a division that is dedicated to uh, large corporations. So the same auditor that audited you and me would not be auditing, uh, you know, a, a Boeing or, or an Amazon. Um, and typically, just like with people, the, the IRS is looking for patterns, right? So they're looking to see what's different this year than from last year and what would we want to look at and why. And sometimes, um, especially with these really large corporations, and Amazon is included in this, as is um, Facebook and, and um, a, a lot of big pharma, the question is, uh, what are they doing on the transfer pricing side? So transfer pricing is a complicated concept, but it's basically – a way of saying that when companies have multi, um, so when they have uh, locations all over the world, so they're global, so maybe, you know, Amazon has a, an, an, a location in Ireland and then they have one in, in uh, Egypt or, or, you know, wherever they have their, their uh, either warehouses or call centers or if they're a subsidiary. So they, they set up smaller usually smaller locations all over the world. And they take advantage of the tax laws in those um, in those jurisdictions. And they're supposed to, if they set them up, um, make sure that when they're transferring goods or services as between them, that they account for this. So you can't just say, hey, Ireland has a 12% tax rate and we have a 21% tax rate. Let's run everything through Ireland. Um, that's not the way our US tax system works. So there's a division of the IRS that is devoted to making sure that corporations don't just shift their sales into uh, low-tax jurisdictions, which was happening for a while. You may have heard um, they used to call them, there was a, they called it a double Irish sandwich. There was the double <laughs> Dutch Irish sandwich. It was a lot of different ways they, they um, characterized it, but it was when companies would run their, um, their revenues through subsidiaries in Ireland and Amsterdam to lower their effective tax rates. So, you know, there's a lot of tricks that go on at the corporate level, but IRS is on to them. So, so they are, uh, you know, there are certain things they would look at. So if they, if they did audit Amazon, if they did look at that number and say, you know what, that doesn't look right to us, they wouldn't just say, show us all your books, because as you mentioned, I mean that, you know, they, they have this huge, they reported a uh, over $200 billion in revenue worldwide last year. I mean, that's wow. a lot of books, right? <laughs> so, um, 
So what they would do is they would look at, again, they would look at patterns and they would try to figure out what is different and where do we think this income might not be accounted for if assuming, you know, they thought there was a problem. And typically that they tend to focus on transfer pricing with these uh, multinational corporations because that is one way that corporations um, lower their tax rate. And, and you may have heard a lot about this because um, if you hear about corporations that park money offshore, it's because there are certain, and, and this has changed under the TCJA, but there are certain advantages to, um, as long as they just park the money and they don't bring it back over, they can kind of hold off, they're deferring taxation. They're not escaping it, but they're deferring it. So um, there's a lot of games they can play. Um, under the TCJA, that's supposed to stop. Um, I don't know that we've seen the data to suggest whether that's happening or not. Um, I guess one could argue, though, that for 2018, it certainly didn't affect Amazon. Got it. Okay. I think that that's really helpful. Um, so when 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 New York City, for example, they, they offer Amazon all these tax breaks, what what impact does that have on their just how how, how does that actually manifest itself in, in Amazon's favor? Well, I mean, companies do this a lot, right? So they, they say, we're going to move to Kansas City, and we're only going to move there if they will say that they will either give us a favorable income tax rate or they'll give us a credit for moving. Um, we see this a lot with film credits, too, like when Hollywood goes and, and shoots a movie in Georgia or North Carolina, where I'm from. You know, they get a lot of tax incentives to do that because states in particular, and this is where states differ a little bit from the feds, but states in particular are trying to woo corporations with these tax incentives because the idea and is that if you if you give someone a, if you give Amazon a tax break to come here, think of all the revenue they'll generate and then they'll generate more taxes. So that's sort of the the thought process is that let's say we give them a break, we won't charge them to um, we won't charge them uh, property taxes if they if they put their their warehouse here. But then think of all the people they're going to hire to fill those warehouses, and then they're going to pay those people, and those people are going to pay income taxes. Right. So that's sort of the thought process that goes through. Um, so when you see these states, and it doesn't sometimes make sense that when you look at the numbers and you're like, why would someone you know offer these millions or you know in some cases billions over time worth of breaks? This is why they do it. They're hopeful that it's going to generate revenue some other way. And so, for example, in North Carolina. They get a lot of tourism dollars because people want to come see, you know, where was Dawson Creek filmed? Where, you know, where was Last of the Mohicans filmed? Like they, want, they want to know. They want to see. Like everybody wants to sit. You go to, you know, you go to Savannah to see where the um, in the midnight of Garden, uh, the Garden of Good and Evil. I forget the, the title, but that's where you go. You want to see that bench. You know, people want to go to these places. They're going to spend their money. And when they spend their money, they're supporting the hiring of employees. Right. So the restaurants have to be filled with with uh, servers and, and cooks. Um, and you're also going to get sales taxes because they're going to spend their money. They're going to stay in hotels. So you're going to get those occupancy taxes. They're going to buy liquor. So you're going to get those liquor taxes. They might buy cigarettes if they're in the South because they're cheaper. So you're going to sure. get those um, cigarette taxes. So that's what the, what they're doing. They're luring these companies by offering tax breaks with the idea that it's going to pay off in the long run. And sometimes it happens um, and sometimes it doesn't. I mean, the film tax credits is actually a great example because if you look at it on a state by state basis, it doesn't always pay off. It's harder to do that, though, on, on the international side. I'm um, sorry, on the, the in, uh, federal side with, you know, they do it in, in other countries 
uh, countries where they're kind of jockeying for, we'll give you a lower tax rate if you come here. So Ireland is very famous for offering a lower tax rate to companies as an incentive to come there. But because of the way that the um, US tax system is set up, they're not really escaping taxation by going to those countries. They're just complicating it a little bit. Got it. Excellent. Well, Kelly, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? Well, I think, you know, one of the things that you can glean from all of this is that the reason that that Amazon is able to make these moves is because they do planning, right? So they don't just blindly decide that they're going to put a warehouse in in Virginia or wherever. They actually make a concerted effort. We're going to search. We're going to figure out what this means. And they use a tax pro. And, you know, that's something that I think you can carry over into your everyday life. Like, you know, if you're tax, especially if you own a business um, or if you're a self-employed person, there are some tricks, there are some deductions, there are some credits that you might be missing out on because you're not planning or you're not, uh, you don't know about them. So my big tip would be, you know, do what the big guys do. Use a tax pro and make sure you plan in advance. Well, I think that that is great stuff. That definitely gets a come on. Come on. Kelly, thank you so much for coming on again. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? Um, well, you can find me all over social media at Tax Girl, and then you can also find me at Forbes. Um, again, you can just Google Tax Girl, but it's Forbes.com, and I have a, a regular column there. Or you can pop over to TaxGirl.com. Excellent. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Kelly your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. And I will link to all the locations where you can find Kelly in the notes of the show. Thank you again, Kelly. Thank you. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. What's up, Savage Nation? Please support the show by subscribing, leave us a review, and definitely feel free to share us with somebody you think would like it. Come on!